0: You're listening to the Stage Break Podcast, the weekly show that covers major headlines, interesting stories, and more from the NASCAR Cup Series. Now let's get this stage break underway and talk some racing. Welcome in to the first episode of the Stage Break Podcast in 2024. My name is Josh, your armchair analyst and the host of the show. Are you all as excited to get this season underway as I am? Because let me tell you, I am ready for this weekend to get here, for the clash to unfold and for the engines to roar once again and to see these drivers going at it. It's going to be pretty incredible. Here in a little bit, we're going to talk about the clash. That's kind of at the end of the episode. And then we've got, um, as it says in the title, we're going to be talking about some of the most anticipated races of this 2024 season. But before we do that, I want to go over some of the things that are just about the show for this year. Give you a little bit of a rundown of what our goals are and some of the things that will be out there in case you're interested. There is an offer that uh, is, is a, in my opinion, I think it's a good offer. You may not think so, but I think it's a good offer, and it'll be out there. I'm going to talk about it here in a minute. So don't skip this section. Um, just you know, hang on for a couple minutes, and I'm just going to breeze through this, um, and then we'll get into all the NASCAR stuff. First of all, how do you find the shows? You're obviously listening to it right now, so you have something. But in case you're not aware, the, the show is... Uh, published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, as well as our website. So if any one of those are really convenient for you to use or something you already use, you can find the show on there. I'm also on iHeartRadio and Amazon. It looks like those are maybe not even getting used at all, but they're on there if you want. You can also connect with me through Instagram. Uh, Sometimes I do polls and stuff on there. I have some things in the stories that are interactive and questions to answer, that kind of thing, and then show announcements and things like that you can find on Instagram as well. So if you have an Instagram account or Facebook, you know, I forgot to plug Facebook, but I'm on there too. So if you would rather use Facebook than Instagram, I've got a Facebook page, you can go find that. Links to those things are on my website. Also, we have a Discord server. Uh, So if if you're familiar with Discord and you use that, um, you can find a link to that on our website. And it's growing little by little, but it's a great place to connect with race fans who are also listeners of the show. So uh, that's something that um, if uh, you use, I'd encourage you to go check that out. And uh, it's, like I say, it's gaining a little bit of traction here and there. Don't have a lot of people on there yet, but I think it'll grow over this season. The biggest thing that we're doing differently this uh, 2024 season is we now have uh, a pit crew membership. Uh, on, uh, you heard me talking last season about buy me a coffee. It's, it's, uh, don't know, just a, you know, content creator way to, uh, put some content out and then for people to support that if they want something we're going to shoot to do this season is have, uh, some, um, uh, some bonus content, some extra stuff available to you that are, are pit crew members. And so for $5 a month or $50 per year, you can gain access to the member section of the Buy Me a Coffee page that our podcast has, and one, the, the main thing that that's going to get you is uh, the SBP Pit Crew Edition episodes, and these are member only episodes um, available to just our Pit Crew members. That I'm initially going to try to get out, you know, pretty frequently, maybe you know, three to four times a month. Um two to three times a month, I should say. The goal, I think, long-term is to have one a week, and uh, we might be able to hit that pretty quickly. Uh, this kind of uncharted waters for me, so I don't want to commit to anything and then get in over my head and not be able to follow through with it, especially because you're investing money into this. So the thing I know that I can do is two to three a month, but I'm looking to do one a week. That's the goal. So if we can get there, we'll get there, and that's the idea. Um, on top of those bonus episodes, you get access to member-only Discord channels, so you can uh, interact with just the members, have that um, that little bit of a perk there. I'm also going to try to give you this weekly episode early, and I think it'll probably come out on Wednesdays. So if you're a uh, if you're a pit crew member, you'll get this Friday show on a Wednesday, and then um, you know maybe that pit crew edition will come out on Friday or Saturday ahead of the race. So, uh, and then we'll have some more things. If we do have merch down the road, you would get a discount on that. Uh, member discounts, that kind of a thing. Now, we already do have a Pit Crew Edition episode out, and that covers my thoughts on several of the 2024 rule changes that NASCAR announced recently. So if uh, you want to go check that out, um, first of all, you got to be a Pit Crew member, but more on that here in just a second. The next one is going to be really, really cool. I'm excited about this one because uh, it kind of has a before and after effect. Uh, Basically, uh, the title of it is going to be the Preseason Cup Team Question Marks. And the intent of it is I want to go through each team, uh, you know, Cup Series team, and just try to think of some questions for them that we'll see how they answer them by their performance throughout the season. You know, just a, a quick example of one that comes to mind very easily is in regards to Hendrick Motorsports, can Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman step up to the plate to what William Byron and Kyle Larson did last season? Obviously, there were extenuating circumstances there, but you know stuff like that and and just things that and I want to go through each team, analyze those things, and then when we get to the end of the season, we'll come back, have a postseason version of that episode, and we'll evaluate the teams and see how they did. So, and that's the kind of stuff that you'll find uh, as a pit crew member. You'll you'll have these uh, shows that are maybe just a. A little bit more informal, but uh, also just you know different aspects. Looking at the racing from a different perspective, so to speak. Now here's the perk. Here's the offer that you've been waiting for. I'm going to be giving away ten free pit crew memberships, and uh, and here's how you can get it. You go to my website, thestagebreakpodcast.com, and at the top of the page, if you're on a computer, or under the menu if you're on a phone. There'll be a a tab that's labeled SBP Survey. Go and fill out that form, and uh, the first 10 people to do so will receive a full one-year membership absolutely free. So the first year is on me. Uh, And basically that form is just built to give me information, to give me data in order to make the show better for you. That's all it is. It's just a, kind of a questionnaire of what did you think about the show? What can I do to improve? What do you think about this? What did you think about that? Um, you know, if you feel like, you know, I hate the show, but there's just nothing else out there, tell me that. Like, I want to hear it. Um, it, good or bad. Um, all of it can be very helpful as we strive to make the show better each and every episode. So that's what the forum is about. And the first 10 people at this moment, from the time the show drops... Um, this will be Friday morning. Um, you You can go and the first 10 people to fill that out will receive a free membership. and'll I'll shoot you a message whether you receive one or not. that way you're not wondering. So if you fill out the form, I'll, I will respond to that submission, let you know whether or not you're one of the first 10 to receive it. All right, so let's get into the stuff you've been waiting for, the things, we're, we're back to racing guys it is almost here it'll it'll be tomorrow I mean you're listening to, if you listen to the show the day it drops tomorrow the engines will be firing it's going to be exciting so we're going to talk about the bushlight clash here in a minute but let's look at the season as a whole let's look at the most anticipated races of 2024 and I'm curious if you would agree with this or not so leave, let me know in the comments wherever you listen to this there should be a comment section somewhere. Or shoot me a message, or go to our Discord server. You know, leave some conversation there. Actually, on the Discord server, I'd have to pull it up, but um, we've got a channel on there. I think it's Show Talk. I think is what I called it. Basically, if you want to go and have a conversation about the show, you can go on there and talk with each other about it and and have some conversation. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. I'd be, so, anyways, talking about the most anticipated races, I've got five my top five most anticipated races of this season, and. We'll see if they line up with yours. So the first one is pretty obvious, the Daytona 500. Coming up here on February 18th, kicking off the season with a crown jewel event. I don't know how you get around keeping the Daytona 500 off of this. I mean, just the excitement is booming. Plus, I live about 20 minutes from the Speedway in Daytona. So that is really cool. Maybe I'll get a chance to go up there and watch the race sometime. I uh, I work Sundays, so I can't uh, get up there and watch the typically But maybe someday, you never know, but uh, it it is really cool to have it nearby, and just the the nature of super speedway racing, how can you not have this race on your list? I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be a good race. Number two is the NASCAR All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro. This will be on May 19th, and here's why it's on there. It wouldn't be on there if I thought that there is a chance of a single driver powering away from the rest of the field, and I guess... In reality, that is still a possibility, but it's on my list because they've repaved the track, and I want to know what that's going to be like. I want to see it, especially in an all-star race format. I, that's just it, it, the, the excitement's there, the drama is there. They're they're racing for a million bucks. I mean, come on, it's going to be really, really good. And with the repaved surface, it kind of resets the playing field again. I mean, that's kind of how they had it last season. Is No one had driven there before, not in those cars or anything. So um, it it was all brand new last year. It's going to be brand new again this year because of the repave, and I'm excited to see how all that plays out. Number three is the Iowa Corn 350 powered by ethanol, and this is the first cup race at Iowa Speedway. The things that I'm excited about, first of all, I think Iowa Speedway is just such a cool track. It's a 7 eighth of a mile track. It's progressively banked from 12 to 14 degrees, And it's got some bumps through the turns, especially I think it's turn two and then maybe in the bottom in turn two and then maybe it's three and four, there's, there's a little bit. So it's not like there's just one line in particular that's dominant. And it's a short track and it's relatively flat banked for almost a mile track. So you've got the variety here. And here's a really cool thing about it. It's going to be a day to night race. It starts, I think, around 7 p.m. Um, on the, on that Sunday, and I didn't write the date down for this one. It's a uh, June, like second week of June, first or second weekend of June. That's when it is, and it's going to be a day to night. So, the is again, it's the first time the Cup Series will be at Iowa Speedway. ARCA trucks, Xfinity, they've all been there since like 2006, and, and you know from 2006 to present day. One or more of the major NASCAR series have been at Iowa, typically ARCA, uh, but for like a 10-year stretch, the trucks in Xfinity were there. Uh, they stopped in 2019. ARCA had a little bit of a break around 2013 or 14. I think it was 2014, but 2015 and on, they've been racing there every year. So NASCAR has been there. And from what Bob Pocker said, um, uh, whenever he joined me for the last episode of last season, he said, NASCAR owns the track. There's no reason they couldn't have taken the Cup Series there if they wanted to. So, uh, for whatever reason, NASCAR thinks that this year is a good year to take the Cup Series to Iowa. And I think it's going to be a really good event just from all the dynamics. It's new, no context for these Cup guys. I'm sure there'll be guys that have experience on the track, but not in the next gen car. NASCAR has been trying to make strides with a short short track package to make the cars in the racing better. We'll see how that goes here. And it being a 7th, 8th of a mile track, it's it's still a pretty high speed track for what's considered a short track. The day to night, these, the teams, the crew chiefs, they're going to have to stay ahead of the cars. The progressive banking, the multiple lines, two, three, four wide, most likely. I mean, this is going to be a good race. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. Number four is the Grant Park 165 at Chicago. That's right. The Chicago Street Race is coming back July 7th. Now, I'm interested in this one for a couple of reasons. I I don't know how Shane Van Gisbergen doesn't race this race again. So I want to see how he can, you know, compete this time around. And I'm also curious how the race is going to go whenever there's no rain, whenever there's not a monsoon and just puddles of water everywhere, cars every, car sliding under the tire barriers. I mean, that was all fun, and, and, and it was kind of cool, and it was neat to see the street race from, from the get-go. Uh, it, it, I just really enjoyed it last season. However, I really want to see it when it's dry and when it's more competitive and the drivers have a little bit of experience in that tight of a quarter situation. I think they've got a little bit. I think they'll be more prepared this year because have having done it last year, And I think they're not going to let Shane Van Gisbergen get away with it two years in a row, but he may, you never know. So that's July 7th. And that is number four on my list, the Chicago street race. And then number five is the cookout Southern 500 at Darlington. This will be September 1st. And here's why it's on my most anticipated race. Darlington is such a cool track. And there's, there's a lot of tracks that are really, really cool, but this is the last race before the playoffs. This is the cutoff race. So you can guarantee there's going to be drama. There's going to be drivers that are going to just, you know, swing at the fences to try to make the playoffs one way or another, whether that's by a win or by points. Uh it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really, really interesting to say the least. It's you know, as hard as NASCAR is to be successful and as much as these drivers and teams want to make the playoffs, as as they should, it's a professional sport, they want to make the playoffs, that's obvious, but it's just, it's going to, it's going to be good, just Darlington is such a good track, in my opinion, for it to be a cutoff race, as opposed to Daytona, when it could be anybody's race, you know, Darlington has that, that good mixture that you have to perform well, you have to come with a great setup of a car, but it's long enough, being, you know, the, the 500, that, that there's time to make adjustments. There's enough riding the track. There's enough tire fall off that it can even the playing field a little bit. And so it's not just a free for all. It's going to take, you know, execution by the teams and by the drivers and by the crew chiefs and, and all of that pit stops are going to have to be perfect. But I think it's just, it sets up a really good situation for it to have storylines, headlines, drama through the race, one minute, one driver could be doing great. The next minute, he could hit the fence a little bit too hard, and his day could be done. So that's the stuff that I'm, I'm looking for out of the Cookout Southern 500 right before the playoffs start. So those are my five most anticipated races of the season. What are yours? Let me know in the comments or let me know on the Discord page. Uh, if it's different ones or same ones, I am curious to know. All right, let's move on to this weekend, the the Bush, uh, the, the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Uh, first of all, we're going to go over the schedule. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the format because with these exhibition-type races like this and the All-Star Race, they always keep it kind of tricky. And so I'm going to kind of give you the rundown on how it's going to work. And obviously, NASCAR is going to—the broadcasts are going to do a great job of letting you know what's happening and when— but uh, at least to give you a little bit of a context before you go into the race, we'll talk about what I believe some of the keys to success are going to be and some ones to watch. So this is going to start, as I said, um, You know, the show releases Friday morning. This will start tomorrow. Uh, Saturday uh, will be the, the start of the Clash weekend. Uh, the practices are going to start at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and there'll be three practice sessions. We'll talk more about that. The heat races are also going to be Saturday. There'll be four different heat races, and those will begin at 8.30 Eastern Time, and then Sunday we'll have the main event, which will be a 150-lap feature race. Now, here's the format. Cars, all the cars, the field, will be split into three different groups, and each group will have three practice sessions, and again, that starts 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. Now, and obviously, the tracks, it's a quarter-mile track. It's tight. It is tiny. So they just can't put everybody out there. That's obvious. So they split them up into three groups. They get three different practice sessions out there. Now, they're not going to have qualifying. Instead, each car's fastest lap time from the final practice session will determine their starting position in the four heat races. And here's how that'll work. Whoever has the fastest time of all the practice sessions will be the pole sitter for heat number 1. Whoever is P2 and overall practice time, you know, the fastest lap time during that final practice will have the pole of heat 2. You know, third third place in time will have the pole of heat 3. Fourth place will have the pole of heat 4. Fifth place in the time will now be P2 and heat number 1, you know, and so on. NASCAR they've got their rundown, you can go and look at their graphics and maybe that'll make a little bit more sense to you if that's confusing. But uh, that, that's how they're going to do it. They're not going to have qualifying. They're just going to take the fastest lap time from the final practice session of each driver, and then line them up on on the sheet, and just go you know, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Basically, how it's going to be. The heat races then will begin at 8:30 that evening. Again, 8:30 Eastern time. What is that? 5:30 local time out there in LA. Each heat race will be 25 laps, and only green flag laps will count. So that's how those will be. They're, again, like, similar to last year, they're really fast. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's, they're heat races. They're not meant to be the main feature. Now, the top five finishers from each heat race are locked into the main event. And those that are six on back will race in the last chance qualifier, which will take place Sunday afternoon. So you have the four different heat races. That means that 20 drivers will lock themselves in to the main event Sunday night by finishing either P1 through P5 of each of the heat events. And then sixth on back, will then have another chance at the last chance qualifier to advance. At the last chance qualifier event, the, the winner and then the runner-up of that event will make it to the feature race that night. Now, one driver will advance not because they finished P1 through 5 and not because they finished either first or second in the last chance qualifier. But because they had the highest point standings from 2023, that did not advance because of the heat races or the last chance qualifier. So, of the remaining drivers, whoever does not advance through the because of the heat race finish one through fifth, or because of finishing first or second in the last chance qualifier, of the remaining drivers, whoever has the the highest points standings from the 2023 season will transfer in to the main event that night and that's how they'll line up you know and the, and again NASCAR has their own way of lining them up and, and there's a chart that explains it a lot better than I could here over a microphone so you can go to nascar.com and check that out but the 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 last chance qualifier p1 and p2 that advance they'll be I think it's 21st and 22nd and then 23rd from for the main event will be this driver that advances on points from last season the main event will take place at 8 p.m eastern time sunday night 5 p.m local time 150 laps green flag laps only and the race must finish under green so if they have a, a green flag and a caution comes out before the driver comes around it's no, it's no green white checker it is just green flag, and, and green flag laps count. If they come down to one to go, and they, they, they restart, they launch, and the caution comes out before the leader comes back around and takes the checkered, they re-rack them, and they do it again, and they do that all night until a winner is crowned. Now, what are some keys to success for these drivers? From just looking at the, the stuff that we've seen over the last few years that they've done this, Rear grip is is huge. These cars, because the corner, it's such a tight track. There's never a straightaway. It's always turning, and the corners are really really tight. So the cars have to come out of the corners, and they need to be able to pull away from the car behind them. They need that rear grip coming out of the corners, and that could be rear grip through the turn, and so they can maybe carry a little bit more momentum. You know, that would be not that much more momentum than the guy behind, but maybe a little bit. But I think the biggest thing is getting the car straight, pointed straight, so they can get the throttle down. And that's a car that'll rotate through the corner, get it pointed the right direction, and then accelerate. that's, you know, looking at it from a setup perspective, that's what they've got to do. They, they have to have a car that rotates, that they can get pointed straight, and that, that has the rear grip to be able to get that throttle down. The other thing that they have to have, another key to success, and I only have the two, is strategic aggression. You know these drivers are going to be aggressive. They're going to get after it, but they can't do that through the heats and expect to, to make it in the main event. They can't do that through the last chance qualifier and expect to just not get put into the fence. These guys, they've got to have aggression, and they will, but they've got to do it at the right time. They can't dig themselves into a hole. They can't make an enemy until it's too late. You know, it, it's it's got to be at the right moment. They have to, you know, pick and choose their battles. And, and tempers will flare. You can just bet it's going to happen. It, even though it's an exhibition race, they're race car drivers. They want to race. They are going to be competitive. It is going to happen. And it's just a matter of when do you be aggressive and when do you not. It's always going to be aggressive. But, you know, there's going to be a line. There's There's going to be a tipping point. And these drivers have to know when and when not to cross that line. So if they have uh, that, that strategy, that big picture in mind throughout the weekend, as well as a, a car that can hold on to those rear tires through the corners, I think they'll be doing pretty well. So who are my ones to watch? Well, here's the fact of the matter. You need to be watching all of them. With three practice sessions, a heat race, Last chance qualifier race before the main event. The twenty-three cars that make the main event are going to be tuned up. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to have every opportunity to tune in those cars and get them right. So, of all the because it's not a full field that'll be racing in the main event. You're going to be looking at the best of the best cars from the weekend. Obviously, these are the best of the best drivers in the you know, the stock car world. But you look at the weekend. With the, the coming with the right setup, being fast in the practice and the heat races, the they're they're going to be they're going to be poised to be really really fast out the gate for this main event. And the reality is, any one of them could do really really well just because of the nature of the race. It's short. That it fuels pro- is not an issue. I don't think it shouldn't be. Uh, it, it's going to be about tire tire wear. It's going to be about putting themselves in the right place. Taking care of their car, staying out of trouble, being aggressive but not too aggressive, you know, it's it's going to be. And all these drivers are good at that, right? They're professionals. They're really good at this. So all of them should be. It's not like there's any one driver that I think you would want to keep an eye on more than another, unless it's just your fan. Unless you're a fan favorite of of a certain Kyle Busch or or whoever. But you know, other than that, if you're just looking at it objectively, all of them have a shot at winning the Clash here at the LA Coliseum. I promise you this, it'll be a great race weekend full of excitement and drama, and you're not going to want to miss it. Well, thank you so much for sticking around. If you enjoyed the show, give it a thumbs up wherever you're listening to it from, YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. If you have the ability to like it, that'll do a lot to help the show spread around, and have a great weekend. Hope you enjoy the race, and I'll catch you next time.